The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina, blogger of the direct of Around the OAA. I'm one of the hosts of Between Terminas and the host of Last Week Brain Cells on Oregon Radio Television. I'd like to welcome those watching us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those watching on um on Oregon Radio Television as well. Um, a lot to look at, of course. Last week, we everybody was on spring break. Um, we recapped basketball. Um, we got more basketball news to talk about today, obviously, with the um, with the um, new changes the MHA Representative Council sent out. Um, we're going to talk the enrollment list also, and um, we're going to talk spring sports preview. I'm heading into the season. Um, spring sports will be underway starting this week, so a lot to get to this week. So... That's something to really, really look at um, heading into the year. Um, let's go to our main stories here. Obviously, the first one is the um, MHA. They made some changes um, this past week in the um, Representative Council. So, I mean, like, and this is some big, big changes. I mean, like, I mean, like they they met Tuesday morning. They approved a lot of things. Um, they, I mean, like the biggest one obviously is basketball, and we mentioned this. Um, they're going to go from. 20 games, and they're, they're going to go from 20 games, regular season games, to 22 regular season games. Um, you know, so when you really look at that, um, that is like you're adding more games to the fold, um, but they're taking away an extra week of practice. Um, so you're going to, so instead of the 21 days, they're going to go 14 days. Um, so my initial thoughts on that, I mean, when you really look at it here, um, you get to add games, you get to play games. I mean, like, I think if you're a showcase, get a showcase like the Motor City Round Ball, this is a big deal for you because now you can get teams, you know, they can play more games. And, you know, like, you know, if you're like a classic and all that, you know, that's a big deal. Um on the flip side, you know, you know, you look at obviously not having a lot of practice time. You know, you're going from 21 days to 14 days. You know, losing that week, it could hurt you. I mean, like, but, you know, but it depends on the strength of your team. I mean, but there is a huge trade-off to this. There, you're going to get more games, um, but you're losing an extra week of the season. And that's something to really, you know, that's something to really watch, especially now when you look at, the fact a lot of teams in the country are going to 22 games regular season-wise, and you had the state tournament um, to the fold. I mean, like, you really look at most likely teams are playing 30 games um, heading into the year. I mean, like, so that's something to really, really keep an eye on. But 22, I know a lot of people have been talking about adding games, you know, going from 20 to um, – it, and it makes sense. I mean, like, it, it really makes some sense. I mean, like, to – at least add an extra two games. Um, I think it gives teams more experience. Um, it gives more teams more experience. I mean, it clearly, you know, I, I, I can see where the MHA is going with this. And, you know, and, you know, I can see a lot of the showcase tournaments, you know, seeing this as really happy, you know, being really happy about this. And, I know BCAM has really been pushing about this. If you want to know what BCAM is, BCAM is the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan. Um, you know, they wrote a comment on Twitter um, thanking the representative council 
for proven 22 games. Um, you know, and that is, and it's a great day for the coaches and players of the state of Michigan um, that they approved going from 20 to 22 games. So, you know, that's something that to really, that was the most noticeable change from the MHA representative council that took place at their winter meetings this week. Um, other changes, um, I, am football, you know what I mean? Obviously you can, you can have teams that can opt up a division, um, after the release of the annual classification, the enrollment list, we're going to talk the enrollment list in a couple minutes. Um, it means that, um, but they would have to, it would be a tiered thing and the executive, and it would require the executive committee's approval. Um, then the ho- the school that wants to go up would need to show proof. And I think, you know, you look at teams like um, Detroit Martin Luther King could be a perfect example of this because they, their enrollment right now is in Division Three, but they could go up to D2. And I think that could be a very interesting storyline um you know but they got to show proof they got to show evidence you know that you know that they're ready to go up a division um i think it's a really interesting move you know what i mean to see these teens want to class reclassify go up a division um especially in football you know to see where they're at um you know there's a lot of borderline teams um that are from d1 d2 obviously you got warren De La Salle is one of them. Um, Lakeland's another one. Um, Gross Point South has been most, most notoriety as well, going from D1 to D2, you know, that borderline. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, you know, so it's really interesting to see what happens there. But it's a really interesting um, move that the MHA made for certain schools to go up and reclassify. Um I mean, like, to go up and reclassify um, some things as well. Um, in baseball and softball, obviously, they're going to start. They can start their postseason tournaments starting this year, be- the week before Memorial Day. Um, also, for a smaller school, you know, it, it allows an opportunity for for those who, are, um, who do other sports like track and field, along with baseball and softball, um, gives them more opportunity. Um, so that's another move that they made. Um, and then also in track and field, um, they added the wheelchair games for the state tournaments. Um, you know, you can compete in the 100, 200, 400 and shot put. Um, I really like that decision because it brings a lot of inclusion in to the fold. And I know it gives those those an opportunity to compete to showcase their talents and i i think it makes um it makes a lot of sense to do that i know we're in the month of april it's autism acceptance month of course um i'm one of those guys that have a disability um you know on off the record um but you know but i think it's really it's it's really really great you know what i mean to um to um to include that inclusion and they're also adding a 100 meter um um event for um for swim and dive and i think you know um for the paralympic for paralympic athletes they're gonna be there's a 100 yard freestyle race um that is a another good call by the mha representative council um 
you know, for to to bring that inclusion in. And I think it's a really good, um, really good thing what the MHA is doing, um, heading into next year. Um, you know, so I'm curious to see how football is going to be, um, especially with the postseason. Um, I'm also curious to see how, um, how, um, this is going to work out. I mean, like, um, you know, baseball, softball playing their games Memorial day. Um, the week before Memorial day weekend, I know a lot of people, um, go out, um, go on vacation for Memorial day weekend. Of course, I'm one of those guys as well that does. Um, (laughs) but you know, I'm curious to see how this work. I mean, just curious to see how things would work. Um, you know, so that's something to really, really keep an eye on. Um, the basketball ones I really like a lot, going from 22 to 20 games, but at a sacrifice, obviously, you're losing a week of practice time. Um, so that's something to really keep an eye on. And then also, um, you know, you look at, I like what track and field's doing um, with the um, with the um, wheelchair athletes. They can compete in the 100, 200, 400 um in the shot put so you know a lot of good things the representative council made this past week um really 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 happy with really excited with and looking forward to the year um looking forward to see what happens in the future um with that so that's my take on the um on um the representative council improving the um approving the um you know everything um, so we're going to go with that. Now we're going to go with the enrollment list. Um, obviously the MHA also made some news as well, releasing the enrollment list. Um, of course, if you look at the enrollment list, the MHA does send it out every year. Um, they just recently sent the enrollment list from the month of February. I mean, like they, they just sent the enrollment list. Um, obviously the top school, of course, is Macomb, Dakota. Um, they have... 2,776 students coming in next year. Grand Blank is second with 2733. East Kentwood is third with 2697. Sterling Heights Stevenson fourth with 2483. And Rockford riding out the top five with um with um 2469. Um and when you look at the enrollment list, class A or above is 814. Um, and above, that's Class A. Class B is 388 to 813. Class C is 183 to 387. And Class D is 182 and below. So when you look at the OAA side of things, obviously the majority of the schools in the OAA are Class A, um, with the exception of um, with the exception of Pontiac, Ferndale, and Ferndale University. Pontiac has um. Oh, no, sorry, Pontiac is Class A, but Ferndale and Ferndale University are both 642 and 497, respectively. Ferndale with 692, Ferndale University with 497. Now, in football, those two teams combine. They, they form a co-op program, and there is 1149, which means in football, they're in Division Two. So, and I think when you look at the big enrollment, enrollment takes, obviously— Troy Athens had a big increase. They went to 278 um, going up to, um, they are the fifth bit. I mean, they are the, um, they are the, um, they are the um, sixth most enrolled school in the OAA with 20, 
um, 53. Um, so that's a really, that's a big increase for Athens. Obviously Athens, we know them and Troy, um, have pretty big schools, pretty big enrollment. Um, Troy, of course, comes in with 2291. Um, Troy, Athens with a big increase to 2053. So a lot of kids coming into Athens next year. Um, I mean, like, so, which that's not going to change much, obviously. I mean, like, because football, they know they're Division One, um, And the rest of sports, they're going to be Class A, likely Division One. So really no changes there. But if there's a school that could make a big, big change, um, that's Harper Woods. I mean, people look at Harper Woods, you know, this year they had 835. Um, and then... Heading into next year, they're going to have twelve forty nine, a twelve eighty nine, and that's a, and that's a big deal here because, you know, and I and I've looked at Twitter and you know Jeff Corn of the D Zone, um, talked to some representatives of Harper Woods and said that they're going to be at seven eighty for next year. Um, but when I looked at the MHA website, they were pretty specific on how many kids are coming in that school next year um and they they go into details i mean like i will um you know what the how they got the 1289 you know i mean like how this how this how this sets up obviously their student count day we we know that and they um the, they send a list to the state of michigan um tell us how many kids there are um yeah and the mha gets that list and you know that's where they get the list so you know so I mean, but Harper Woods is probably the biggest headline out of all this because if if things are where they're at now and you look at Harper Woods, they're gonna make the biggest jump. Um in football, they would likely would be in division two. And if they are in other sports, they're gonna be in class A. So just imagine this. If you're Harper Woods, um instead of seeing your arch rivals in Chandler Park Academy, East Point, um, you know, Detroit Cody, um, you know, those teams. Now you're going to have to see teams like Warren D. LaSalle or UED Jesuit or Oak Park or, um, I mean, or Detroit Renaissance. I mean, like, that's not an ideal situation if you're, Harper Woods, I mean, especially when you look at, you know, from an enrollment perspective, um, I mean, when you look at Harper Woods, obviously you join the OAA, you know, you're going to be playing against schools that, that have more kids, but, you know, but you know that you could, you feel you can compete with them. So, and then football, obviously with this year being a full-fledged member of the league, I mean, you're going to be playing a really tough schedule. So when you look at, Harper Woods, you know, and and then he's just having a Roman increase. I mean, like, that's going to be, that's not ideal. But I know, but I'm curious to see how they they can fix this mistake. I mean, like, I mean, like, that Harper Woods says they got 780, 780 kids coming in next year, which means they're going to be, in, which means they would be in Division Three. For the playoffs, and then they would be in um in um division um in class B for the rest for the um rest of sports. Obviously, you mean volleyball, basketball, softball, you know, etc. Um, baseball, etc. But um, track field, etc. But um, 
you got to really look at it here is if you, I mean, if they find out you had an enrollment increase and something, you know, and you have an enrollment increase, you're going to have to play up. So if you're Harper Woods, you're going to have to play up. I mean, like, um, you know, but um, that's just my take on it. But I'm just very curious to see how, if the MHA, how they would appeal this, how, if Harper Woods would appeal the enrollment list, um, <laughs> um, fallout. I mean, they're going to have to show a lot of evidence um, that there's truly 780 kids coming in to that school. And that'll be a really, I think it's going to be a really difficult sell, really difficult challenge um, to see if Harper Woods were to go <coughs> into that route. And it could be difficult. So that's something to really, really keep an eye on is Harper Woods, where they're at. If they're in Division Two for football, if they're in Class A for basketball, volleyball, um, baseball, softball, etc., and then, or if they're going to be in Division Three, um, <coughs> where I, where um, where they were at this year. So that's something to really keep an eye on heading into um, heading into the weeks ahead is where will Harper Woods be at? Um, will they be will they be with their enrollment? So that's something to, for next year. So that's something really to keep an eye on. Um, other noticeable changes in the enrollment. Um, obviously Oxford, um, they they um, now have the most kids in the um, OAA with 23-26. Um, Lake Orion is second with 2303. Um, Oxford had a 27 student increase. Um, you know, this um, for next year, they're going to have a 27 student increase. Lake Orion loses six kids. Um, <laughs> so that's interesting because Lake Orion this year had the most kids in the OAA um, based on student enrollment. And now Oxford's going to have that. Um, so, but you really got to look at obviously the big schools. You got to look at Lake Orion, Clarkston, Oxford, Troy, Troy, Athens. You know, both basically are going to be, you know, your top schools within the league um, based off enrollment. So that's something to, you know, it really doesn't matter for postseason. It doesn't matter for um, with them because they know they're going to be Division One for um, for all sports, including football. So, you know, that's something to really keep an eye on. Um, the school that had the biggest enrollment loss was Southfield a and I mean... Southfield went down. They're going to go down 226 students. Um, they're going to go down from, um, they are going to be at next year, they are going to be at 1667. And, you know, when you look at A&T, obviously, um, you know, A&T, we know about the merger with Southfield and Southfield Lathrop. We knew they were going to have an enrollment increase there. Um, but they, they, they're losing kids. I mean, like, um, you know, they have a lot graduating um, from this class. I mean, like, um, but they're still going to be Division One for football. They're still going to be, um, they're still going to be in Class A for um, all of the sports. But that is a big, that's a big, um, big loss. You know, when you look at losing two twenty six. I mean, like, that is a huge. You know, I mean, that's a. I mean, Southfield, one of those schools that are usually in the upper echelon of enrollment, but 
you know, I'm that's a big shock, obviously, with Southfield. I'm going down that route. I'm going down um the 226 kid going down 226 kids, but you know, but they're still Division One for playoffs. You know, they're still Division One for um they're still Class A. So you know, so but I was just really surprised to see that you know how many kids um how many kids that they're gonna lose um heading into next year. Um, when you look at the enrollment list, obviously, um, you know, Ferndale, Ferndale University mentioned they're, they're the lowest schools, um, enrollment wise, they got, um, 642, 497 respectively I already mentioned this. I mean, when they go, um, for playoffs or division two, cause they co-op, um, obviously, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, schools on here, you know, in the enrollment list, you know, really wasn't surprised. I mean, like, you know, there were some schools that made some, went up some kids, some that lost some kids, but the majority of the league is going to be in class A for winter sports. I mean, like, um, for, for sports like volleyball, basketball, um, you know, um, baseball, softball, um, you know, but then, um, also when you look at football, you know, when you look at football, you know, the cutoff there is going to be likely be 1482. It's going to be around 1400 for football playoffs in Royal Oak. You know, they're one of those teams that were on the bubble um, between division one and division two. But um, for football, I mean, like Royal Oak, um, if they were to get in the playoffs this year, um, they would be in division two. Um, and then, of course, Avondale. Pontiac for uh, Avenel Pontiac would be division three for football. So, so really when you look at the enrollment list, um, it kind of gives you an idea where you're at for not only, not only for, you know, for every, because a lot of these teams are going to be in class A with the exception of Ferndale, um, at Ferndale university. Um, but it gives you a hint where you're going to be at come postseason time, um, for football. So that is, the enrollment list, very important to really keep an eye on. Um, we're going to keep an eye on the Harper Woods situation. How's that persists? Um, obviously, um, that'll be very interesting to watch. Um, so that's something to really, really watch is the um, is that situation there over at Harper Woods. Um, obviously, when you look at recapping, obviously, um, you know, we already talked a lot of boys basketball last week. We talked about you know, boys basketball and the shortcomings. Um, let's preview the um let's preview the spring sports season. I mean, like obviously I've been talking about this for two weeks now, is looking at spring sports, the teams to really keep an eye on. Um, what teams really are gonna be teams to really watch for in the state um of Michigan, also around the OA as well. Um I think a sport that's most no noticeable is gonna be girls soccer and People look at girls' soccer, you know what I mean? And you have a perennial power in Troy, Athens. You have all three Rochester schools are going to be very good this year. Um, of course, Rochester, we know what they have with their talent pool. Stony Creek's been a perennial power. Adams, we know, is a perennial power. Um, Lake Orion had a great run last year, um, getting to the regionals, regional finals. Um, so when you really look at soccer um obviously athens is going to be the team to beat especially with the experience they got back um stony creek 
I think, you know, when you look at the Rochester schools, um, you know, the Rochester schools are going to, are always the toughest to figure out because, you know, there's one year Stony Creek's very good. There's another year that Rochester's very good. And then there's another year that, um, you know, that Adams is very good. So when you really look at it here, um, and when I really look at the teams, when I look, when I look at the teams, the programs there, um, Rochester to me is the one that stands out, especially with the experience they got back. Um, Stony Creek's going to be a little bit young, but they're still going to be very good. Um, and then you have, um, Adams, Adams is Adams. I mean, like they're going to be solid. They're going to be, they're going to be really good. So when you look at Adams, this is a team that I think could do some damage this year in the soccer ranks. Um, Lake Orion is going to be very interesting. I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be a little young, but they got some experience. Um, if you coach Chris Corteg, I mean, he got some experience. Um, I'm really high on Grace Sullivan. Of course, she played basketball this year. Um, I think she, I think she's going to make some big strides this year um, for the Dragons. Um, Lake Orion is going to be a team to really watch this year. I mean, like, I'm curious to see where how they're going to look in the red. They're going to be a team to really watch, make some noise. Um, I mean, like, they have postseason experience. That matters. Um, you know, so, and then you got others like Oxford. Oxford could be a really good team this year. Um, I think they're going to be a solid team. Um, yeah, Seaholm. Seaholm's another good team to keep an eye on. Royal Oak is another one. Um, Troy, I'm curious to see how they're going to do. Um, Troy, to me, we know that they're a soccer power. We know that they have played really well. And the problem was last year, Troy had a Troy had a setback, bit of a setback. Um which was really unusual for them. But if but if Troy can figure out, you know, some things, I think they're gonna be right back to where they should be. That's right near the top of the um of the league in soccer. So that's something to really keep an eye on. Um, I'm curious to see how that's going to go. Um, and then you have Groves. Groves is another one to watch. So I'm curious to see what happens there. But, you know, but right now, when I look at the top teams in the, in the, in the league, obviously Troy Athens, top team, one of the top teams in the state of Michigan. Um, then the three Rochester schools you got to keep an eye on. Lake Orange, your possible wild card. Um, so whenever we look at it here, um, this is a team that could really, really do some wonders this year. So, you know, I'm curious to see what happens in soccer, but it's something to really watch. Um, let's go from soccer to baseball. Um, baseball, when you look at baseball, I mean, baseball is usually the hardest sport to project because you look at, there's a lot of good teams in this area. There's a lot of good teams. I mean, but when you really look at it here, when you look at baseball, um, Obviously, you know, Lake Orion, you got to look at Lake Orion. They're going to be a very interesting team to keep an eye on. Um, Adams, Parker Pico, um, he is one of the best players in the state, um, not only in this area, but also in the state. Obviously, we know what Parker Pico can do in the football field, um, leading is, um, you know, so. But also the team I'm watching is Oxford because, Oxford's got a lot of experience back. You got Brady Carpenter on that team. Um, I think Oxford could make some noise this year. 
Um, I really think that, you know, if things go right, the Wildcats, um, they're going to be solid. Clarkson's got a really good pitcher coming back. Um, so I think Clark, hitting's going to be a question mark for Clarkson this year. Stony Creek, they got a lot of, they got some experience back. Um, obviously, when you look at um, Farmington, we know Farmington's got, has been a perennial baseball power. Um, West Bloomfield, they're going to be solid. Um, Bloomfield Hills, we know they're solid. North Farmington, obviously, Ryan Shelby there. Um, and then you have Troy. Um, so when I look at baseball, um, when I look at baseball, obviously, you know, I still think Lake Orion, Oxford, Adams right now are your three top teams. Um, Clarkston, they're a wild card. Farmington, we know what they have. I know when you look at Division One, obviously, Fairfield State, Horse Lake, St. Mary's, um, what they got back. Um, so when you really look at baseball, um, you know, so I think it's going to be curious to see what any if any of these teams match up with with Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the postseason. I know, you know, when you look at the postseason, obviously with districts, um, you know, coming out, I mean, like, I will post that on the blog in a little while. Um, you know, when you look at baseball districts, we'll look at those. And I think it's really interesting for some of these teams where they're seated at. So here's see where each team's at. So, so but that's my top 10 teams for baseball right now. Um, softball. You know, softball is very interesting because when you look at softball, and obviously you had Oxford who made a surprise run. Um, you look at uh, last year, I mean, like Stony Creek made some made some noise. Um, Troy, we know, has got a new coach in Farmington Girls basketball coach, Lauren Guzman. Um, so when I look at softball, I'm, and I know a lot of people have been high on North Farmington this year. So when you look at softball, People say to me, who do you think is your early best team? And for me right now, I have to say it's Stony Creek because of what they did last year. Um, the, success, the success they had last year. Um, now, I got some questions with their ceiling, you know what I mean, how they're going to be this year. I think the team that has the highest ceiling is Clarkston. Because let's not forget, you know, yes, this team made – made it to the regional finals. But in the regular season, Coach John Peters' team was not very good. I mean, they were not. It was un-Clarkson-like last year. Un-Clarkson-like for them. This year, they got, they got a lot of experience back. And that starts with Kira Tomey. I mean, Tomey's one of those players that I think could make some headwaves this year. I really think she can make some noise this year. I mean, obviously, you look at with Clarkson, obviously, you know, I know two years ago, because of the pandemic, a lot of people look at Clarkson was a state championship team. And they didn't have a chance to play it because of COVID. When I look at Clarkson last year, they ended up, they had a really, really rough time. I mean, it, it had things rough. I mean... It was rough for them, but they ended up winning a district, um, getting to the regional. Um, they ran into somebody who was really good, though. I mean, really good. So, but I think Clarkson is going to make a ton of noise this year. I, I really think the Wolves are going to make a ton of noise this year in the softball diamond. 
Um, and I think here told me it's going to be the one that leads it. So, Coach John Peters, you know, I'm really excited, really optimistic about this team this year. Um, then there's Lake Orion. I mean, Lake Orion's a very interesting team. I mean, Coach Watera, um always has good teams every year. Um, you know, it starts with Olivia Pavlovsky. Um, I think she's going to have a big year. Um, I'm curious to see where, um, you know, how the pieces align with Lake Orion. I'm very curious to see how they're going to align um, with them. So, obviously, that's something to really keep an eye on. Oxford, um, we know Oxford's been pretty good lately. I know Oxford was a team that won that district at Grand Blank, of course, that had Grand Blank in there. Um, of course, Grand Blank was shocked in the postseason by Davison last year. Um, Oxford ended up knocking Davison off in the um, district finals. Um, of course, Davison knocked off Lapeer as well. So when you really look at Oxford's pass, I mean, you know, they took advantage of the situation in their district and end up getting into the um, district um, in the regional semifinals up in Bay City. Um, beautiful area. Bay City is a beautiful area. I mean, you go up I-75 to Bay City, you know, you got Bay City Central, Bay City Westerns there. I mean, like, if you go east off M25, you can see the Saginaw River there. I mean, if you go a little bit north-north, you got Saginaw Bay out there. Um, just a beautiful area there. Um, that's where Oxford went last year. Um, I think Oxford's going to be pretty good again this year. Um, North Farmington, I know a lot of people are high on them this year. Um, a lot of experience coming back. Curious to see how this team's going to do this year. Um, very, very curious to see how North Farmington does. Troy, obviously, new coach in Lord Guzman. Um, they got some talent. I know there's been a lot of energy with that program. Um, curious to see how that's going to go. Rochester, we know they got some experience back. Um, I know, um, and then you have, obviously, you have West Bloomfield. I think West Bloomfield's solid. Groves, we know they're solid. Um, Troy Athens is another one I'm watching. Um, other teams I'm keeping a close eye on this year. Um, Ferndale's one I'm keeping an eye on. Um, they've had a habit of winning district titles, even though they were in Class B. Now they're up in Class A, so I'm curious to see how that's going to go. Um, um, obviously, Adams under Francis Wojcic. Um, very curious to see how his team's going to do this year. Um, I mean, like, in, it, I'm curious to see a lot of these teams, how they're going to do this year in softball. So that's my thoughts on softball. Of course, my top 10, I do have um, Stony Creek, Clarkston, Lake Orion, um, Oxford, North Farmington, Troy, West Bloomfield. Rose, Rochester, and then Troy Athens. That's my top 10. Looking forward to the year. Um, let's go to lacrosse. I mean, boys lacrosse first. I mean, like, obviously, you look at Lake Orion and Clarkson. They're going to be your two top teams. Um, Lake Orion, of course, has been really good, especially in the postseason. Clarkston, same thing. Um, Adams is a wild card here. Birmingham United is another one. Um, then Oxford. Oxford had a nice run. Um, last season, Bloomfield Hills will be a team to watch. Um, Rochester, then Troy, Troy Athens, and Farmington. Um, but when you look at lacrosse, Lake Orion's going to be the team to beat in boys lacrosse because of their experience. He got star power, obviously, Andrew Parker there. Um, 
Uh, they got well coached in Ron Herbert. Um, I think when you look at Lake Orion, no, they can make a serious run here. I really do think they can. Um, especially when it comes to postseason. Um, Clarkston, I think, is another team that can make a serious run as well. I really like what the Wolves have this year. Um, they got some experience as well. Adams is another one, even though they lost a lot of experience. Um, something to really keep an eye on is Adams. Um, you know, and then you look at um, a team like Birmingham United. I think Birmingham United, you know, yes, they're going to deal with Brother Rice um, in the postseason, but I think they can have a nice year. Um, so that's my thoughts right now when you look at boys lacrosse. I still think Lake Warren's a team to beat in boys lacrosse. Um, my top 10 teams there, I got Lake Orion, Clarkston, Adams, um, Birmingham United, Oxford, Bloomfield Hills, Rochester, Troy, Troy, Athens, and then Farmington. Um, that's my top 10 in, um, lacrosse for boys. Um, girls lacrosse, um, obviously, you know, Rockford's been the perennial power in girls lacrosse, um, but, you know, their toughest challengers has been in this in the east side here. Um, Birmingham United and Bloomfield Hills are usually the two teams that stand out. Um, Lake Orion had an incredible run last year. I mean, they um, I know they got a new coach in Megan Hershey's. Um, I think she's going to do a very good job of that program. Um, but when you look at Birmingham United, um, we know they're a perennial power. Um, we know Bloomfield Hills is also a perennial power. So, those are the two teams that really got to keep an eye on. Um, I know Lake Orion lost to Heartland last year, but they still got some experience. Um, I really think the Dragons can make some noise. Oxford's an improving lacrosse team, girls lacrosse program. Um, obviously you have Troy, you have Clarkston. Troy made some noise early on. Um, I think Troy can make some headwaves this year. I really do think that. Um, Clarkston, we know that. They've been successful. Farmington, Stony Creek, both of them are in Division Two for lacrosse. Um, but I'm really high on both Farmington and Stony Creek, especially Stony Creek, um, led, of course, by Sydney, Le both the Prairie Sisters. Um, and then you look at Oxford with the experience they got back. They're getting better. Um, Rochester's my number nine team. Um, and then Royal Oaks, my number 10 team. Um, when you look at girls lacrosse, I mean, like, obviously you got the top two there. Um, that's something to really keep an eye on there. Um, but if you really want to look at headways, obviously the teams to really watch are Birmingham United um, and Boompy Hills, Lake Orange, your wild card um, in there. So that's something to really watch heading into the year um, in girls lacrosse. Um, let's go now to track and field. Um, obviously, let's go girls first. Um, you know, I use the term Ric Flair. You know, to be the man, you got to be the man. And Oak Park has been proven that they are the team to beat. I know Coach Giles has done a really nice job of that program. Um, they recruit Division One kids left and right. I mean, you know. But when you look at Oak Park, um, I'm curious to see how that talent pool is going to be, especially when you lose a lot of experience. But they do have some very good athletes as well. Um, I know my co-host, Ian Locke, I know he is a big-time track junkie. And, you know, he'll break that down, especially when we talk regionals. Um, in a couple weeks, of course, when they do have the track regionals. Um, 
You know, so I'm curious to see what Oak Park has. They're going to probably be the favorite in the division this year, but I know they always focus on the big meets, especially the regional. Um, you got the Classics Invitationals and all that. But if there's a team I think that can give Oak Park problems this year, and I know it's it's not in their division, but in the in the league itself, I think it's Oxford. I mean, when you look at Oxford, they got they got depth everywhere. I mean, when you look at the Wildcats, they got the sprinters, they got the distance kids, they got the they got the throwers, they got the field events all covered. I mean, Oxford's a team that I think could make some serious serious noise. Um, when you look at the Wildcats, this team could be a very dangerous team um, come postseason time um, with how good that that team can be. I mean, Oxford. Oxford's girls, I think, are regional ready. They're a regional ready team. I mean, it, it, the thing that could derail them is their sprints, but I think they have the they have the field events down. They have the they have the distance down. Their cross country team had a really nice year last this year. I mean, Oxford's a team I really think can make some noise this year. I really do. Um, another team to watch is Clarkston. I mean, Clarkston's another one especially when you look at what they got back. Adams has always been a perennial power in track in the girls' side as well. I mean, but Bloomfield Hills, I think, could make... I think if Bloomfield... They got... And Bloomfield Hills has a lot of experience back. They have a lot of experience. I think they can make some noise in the white this year. That's how good this team is. A lot of experience back. That matters. That really matters. Um... Royal Oak, we know what they have. I mean, Royal Oak has always been a working team. I really like this what they've been doing in the girls' side and also in the boys' side. Well-coached team. Um, I think Royal Oak could be in for a big year. Troy, we know their girls' teams have been pretty good. Seahome, we know their girls' teams have been pretty good. Farmington, we know that their girls' team has been really good, pretty good, especially in the distance. Um, and then Stony Creek, they have a new coach, but... You know, I'm curious to see how that changes, you know. Um, other team notoriety teams that could make some noise and are not in the top 10, in my top 10 right now, Lake Orion, um, obviously they lost a lot of talent from last year's regional championship team. Um, so I'm curious to see how Coach Dan Ford handles the um, girls' side of things um, this upcoming season. So, you know, that's a team on the outside looking in that could make some noise. Um, if, you know, things go right for that, for Lake Orion. So that's another team to really watch, um, going forward. Um, let's go now from girls to the boys side for track. Obviously, um, when you look at boys, um, when you look at the boys side, obviously Oak Park's the team that really stands out when you really look at the Knights, um, Oak Park can be a really good team. I mean, like, um, but last year they had some kinks in the armor. I mean, like, they, um, you know, they ended up losing to, um, they ended up, I think they lost, they had they had their battles with Detroit Renaissance um, in that regional. Um, Farmington also gave them some problems as well. I expect the same thing this year for Oak Park. Um, you know, they could have some problems, um, I think I'm giving Oak Park a little bit more too much credit um, with the boys, especially what happened to them last year where they had some struggles. Um, 
I'm not sure how Coach Jazz is going to handle the boys situation this year, but there are a lot of questions at Oak Park um, when you look at the Knights, especially with their um, with their talent pool. I mean, like, you know, so there's some big-time question marks there with Oak Park. Um, a team that could really make some noise is Lake Orion. I mean, the Dragons have the distance. They have the sprints, obviously. If they can get some balance in the field events, I really think this is going to be a another classical, another classic perennial powerhouse team. But the Dragons have always been like under Coach Dan Ford. Um, they've got the sprinting down. They got the distance down. Um, if they can get the field events down, um, especially in the throws area, um, I think Lake Orion could be a very dangerous team. Um, can make some noise in the postseason. Um, they've got the They've got they got the talent to do it. I really think that the Lake Orion team, this is going to be a really good team this season. They got a lot of experience across country team in the boys was really good a year ago this year as well. Um, so I'm curious to see where the Dragons stand. I mean, like it was really really tough for me doing the top ten with Lake Orion and Oak Park, especially with um, you know, with you know Lake Orion the success they've had. Um, you know, and I, I think, and you know, Lake Orion's been a really good perennial power, and I expect them to be a perennial power again this season. So that's a team to really keep an eye on is the Lake Orion Dragons. Um, others to watch out for as well. Um, Oxford, they're getting better. I mean, Oxford's a, their boys' team is getting better. Um, they're getting some things figured out. Um, you gotta like the direction they're going. Um. Clarkson's another one as well. Got to like the direction where they're going as well. Um, Farmington, West Bloomfield um, have really been really good in the middle part of the county. Um, I expect West Bloomfield with the athletes they have, they get every year. They're going to be solid. Farmington's always going to be good as well. Um, Royal Oak is a team to watch. I think when you look at balance in the, in the gold division, um, Everybody looks at Oak Park. They have the they have the talent, but I think if there's a team that has the most balance in the gold, it's Royal Oak because of they can they have the sprints, they have the distance, they can have the throws. I mean, like Royal Oak's a team that I think could do some damage this year, especially in the division. Um, I mean, like they could be Oak Park's biggest challenger in the division um, this season. I mean, especially with the um, when you look at others like Pontiac, Ferndale, Ferndale U, Harper Woods, um, you know, I expect they're gonna they're gonna struggle this year in the gold. Um, so that'll be something to really, really watch for um, um in that division. Um Adams, um, I think Adams, you know, they're gonna be okay. I really like their throwing program a lot over there at Adams. Um I think they're going to be very good again this year. I mean, like they've got they got some athletes there. Um, I know Coach Eric Ward very well. Um, you know, I think he's going to do a wonderful job with that program. I know that girls program he has over there is really good. Um, so I'm curious to see how Adams is going to be as a program this year. I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, that's something to really really watch for. Um, and then. And then you look at Bloomfield Hills. I mean, Bloomfield Hills, we know we know their girls are going to be pretty good. But the boys, I've got some questions. Um, 
I'm curious to see how their boys do. I mean, they got some really good athletes there. Um, so when you look at Bloomfield Hills, I mean, like, this is a team that could make some noise, make some um, head waves. I think when you look at a team like, um, when you look at them, I mean, like, they could be they could be one of those favorites to watch in the um, in the white this year. I mean, like, so that's another team to really watch. And then Groves, of course, we know what they have. Um, Groves has been a team. We know they're athletic. We know that they're talented. Um, I think when you look at Groves, I mean, like, it, it got the field events. Um, distance is a big question for Groves this season. Um, so, but they they definitely got the sprints. They got the um, they got the field events. It's just coming down the distance, obviously, with Groves. So that's something to really, really, really watch. Um, and then our last but not least, our sports, our our um, top ten spring sports preview, obviously, look at is the Oak Park. Not, I mean, it's it's boys golf. Um, when you look at golf, I mean, like obviously, you got to look at from last season. Of course, you had two teams that went to the state um finals. Um, and Adams and Troy Athens, um, both those teams went to the state final last year in golf. Um, I expect um, Adams and Troy Athens to be back there again this year. Um, but a team that really watches Lake Orion. I mean, when you look at Lake Orion, um, when you look at Lake Orion, um, last two years they really have, um, they really have, um, you know, when you look at the Dragons, they really have, you know, last year they won a state title. They won a state title in golf. They made some noise. Um, they made some head waves, um, you know, winning that state title. But when you look at, obviously, the um, at golf, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, going forward there. So that's something to really, really keep an eye on as we head into the um, later parts of the season. Um, obviously, when you look at, other teams, Troy, I'm really high on Troy this year. Um, you look at the Colts, I mean, last year they had a really nice, um, really nice regional, um, even though they didn't make the regional. Um, I think when you look at the Colts, this is a very dangerous team. Um, you know, I really like where Troy's at. Um, they could make some noise this year. Groves is my number five team. I really look like what the Falcons have done. Um, a lot of experience coming back. Um, Groves is another team to really watch for as we head into the year. That's another program to really watch. Bloomfield Hills, obviously, we know that they, they got some talent there. Um, Blackhawks are a team to really, they're going to be solid. I think Bloomfield Hills is another team to really watch um, this year. Um, I mean, like, um, Clarkson's my number seven team. Um, when you look at the Wolves, I mean, like, they, I mean, we know what they have. Um, Oxford, eight. Um, Rochester nine, and then um Stony Creek ten, um, and then I also forgot to put tennis on here on my top ten. Um, really high on Clarkston this year. Um, when you look at tennis, um, tennis is another one to keep an eye on as well. Um, we've you have some champions in there. Um, Seaholm's a team I'm high on. Um, Clarkson's another one. I mean, like so when I look at tennis. I, for, I still can't believe I forgot to put tennis on here. Um, we're at girls tennis here um, this year. So I'm curious to see how things are going to look um, this spring. So I, I mean, like, so I apologize to those who um, 
like tennis. I mean, like, um, forgot to put the top 10 on there. I'll update it sometime later today or, or, um, later during the week. Um, my top 10 teams when it comes to tennis this year. So that's something to really, really watch as we head into the, um, upcoming spring. And I know water polo is another one. I know there's a lot of co-op teams in the, in, in, um, in water polo. So that's something to really, really watch. So, that's my take on the um on the spring sports season. Um obviously when you look at the spring sports season, um, you know, a lot of people look at, of course, I mean like um, you know, with spring sports on there's a lot of expectations. Um, especially when you look at sports like baseball, softball, um, track and field, um, you know, I mean like um soccer as well. I mean like but when you look at the chances for the OA to win a state title this year, um, soccer for sure clearly is the one that stands out. Um, with Troy Athens, of course, they got a lot of experience back, ranked ranking the state this year. Um, so when you really look at Athens, um, this is a team that could do some damage, um, make some noise, make some head waves. Um, you know, this year, and I think that's something to really, really watch as, you know, um, baseball, it just depends on, of course, you know, Orchard Lake St. Mary's is going to be the favorite um, in baseball this year with the talent they have. They got a lot of potential Major League Baseball draft picks on that team. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward there. Um, I think, you know, bottom line is, um, I, I think, you know, when you look at teams to really keep an eye on, um, we'll see what happens going forward. Um, my final thoughts for, for spring sports, obviously, is going to be is, um, you know, we're going to look for, we're going to look and um, see what happens um, going forward. I really think, um, in all honesty, we'll see what happens going forward. All right, now everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Um, keep on the blog at saginawbay 4650 at blogspot.com for the latest information. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. All right, everybody, I'm signing off here. Take care. God bless. See you all next week. See you later.